0: This, this is the Kristen and Night podcast. Kristen and Night podcast. Filled
1: by McCafe. Barista made coffee 24 7. On Mix 106.3. We are joined good by morning. Kate Wright's extraordinary, uh, sorry, journalist extraordinaire good here morning. in the studio. Hi. Uh, Kristen from home uh, with the Lurgy. Yeah. Uh, Kate, have you got a Lurgy as well? you you all good? No, I'm fine. You're fine? <laughs> oh, uh, what are you just doing? Che- I'm just checking. Okay. Making sure we're all good.
2: Mm, yeah, I felt yeah. like finger pointing, but yeah. okay. No, I, no, no I'm no. okay.
1: No, no, we're not pointing fingers at you. We're, what we're doing today is we're pointing fingers at, uh, at Dr. Seuss. Oh. Oh, oh, oh.
0: What's going on? Dr. Seuss books, they're pretty wild. They're
2: awesome. They are. They can I, be a bit out there, right?
1: Mm. I grew up reading Dr. Seuss books. I was fascinated by the language. I loved the bright colours. I, 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 You know what I mean? I, I like, yeah. the, like
2: the rhyming prose and oh, stuff. That's pretty cool. One fish, mm. two
1: fish, red fish, blue fish. Mm. Yeah. Amazing. That's, Amazing. That's, do that's
2: you like green eggs and
1: ham? I do mm. not like them, Sam, I am. Mm. No. Mm. Uh, do you know green eggs and ham was actually the result of a bet between Dr. Seuss and his publisher back in the day? His publisher bet him. I don't know what amount of money, mm-hmm. uh, or a carton of beer, that he couldn't write a whole children's book um, w- with only 50 words, like 50 <gasps> different words Get in out. it. Get out! And through, wow. the, through the entirety of Green Eggs and Ham, there are only 50 different words in the whole in the whole book. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did it just to prove a point that he could. Have we and
0: verified this? Have you counted
1: well, wouldn't no, but I just took I read an article about <laughs> okay. it and I believed it. Okay, yeah. I mean, why Good. wouldn't you? Good. And
0: but- do you now Penny know that Penny University in Kingston must be cashing in on Dr. Seuss on their breakfast menu. They've actually got green eggs and ham. Oh, oh
1: yeah. Yes. Wow.
0: I ordered it the other day. I was like, "Oh, Dr. Seuss, this is a bit of fun."
1: Were the eggs green?
0: They sure were. Oh, I don't know. How oh, I feel wow. about that. Yeah,
1: yeah. They taste. They taste just the same. I'm sure. <laughs> um, but no, uh, the a, basically in Virginia in the U S. the school system there uh, is distancing itself from Doctor Zeus books after a recent study has found that the popular children's books displayed harmful and stereotypical. Uh, tropes, it's full of racism and undertones and, oh, no. uh, you know, the usual stuff that we have to deal with these days. Um, uh, things like, you know, of the roughly 2000 human characters that appear throughout the Dr. Seuss books, only somewhere between 45 and 50 of them are, are racially diverse. Okay. Um, so, yeah, the, this particular school system in Virginia uh, is, and they're, they're saying this is just the tip of the iceberg that school systems uh, everywhere are going to start distancing themselves now from Dr. Seuss books because there's not enough <laughs> racial diversity in them. Uh, therefore, it's going to destroy the young children's minds. And for the love of God, won't someone please think of the children? Because I don't know about uh, you guys, but growing up as reading Dr. Seuss books yeah. has turned me into a complete bigot and a racist. Um, I, you've seen how I treat people of colour, Kate. Uh. Um I'm absolutely awful to them. And it's and clearly because I, I read Dr. Seuss books as a kid.
2: Why, Don't
1: be silly.
2: Why did I think? So So Lucy, my little girl, is is four and she we didn't really get into Dr. Seuss well, books. Well, good. Because mm. they're yet. disgraceful. We're, more, we're, we're sort of Harry McClary still in our house at the moment. The little dog, you know, that's the books that she's into oh. at the moment. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. I yeah. haven't Clifford, read Harry. Red dog. Oh, yeah, Clifford as well. But no, why do I keep thinking that Dr. Seuss had a lot of, like, who characters? Is that what they're called?
1: Yeah, well, they're not necessarily humans. they're not people. Yeah, There's why a do lot I think, of, is well, that?
2: That's the case, though, isn't it? Well, yeah,
1: yeah, but they're they're, they're listed in these books. Well, the people who did the study consider them human characters, mm. even ah, though technically right. they're not. I mean, there are some human characters, like the people in Sam and then Green Eggs yeah. and Ham. Yeah, the kids, true, true, true. The kids are human, but they're both white. Okay, uh, it's, you know, full of white kids. Uh, at
0: this rate, there'll be no books that we're able to read. I just no.
1: can't even I
0: mean it's twenty twenty one, it's the cancel culture. I just can't even like my emotional inbox is full. Like I can't even take this in anymore. The Mr. and Mrs. Potato head, now Dr. Zeus, like I'm just like, i just I just can't choose to care about it.
1: Well said, Kristen. Well said. Um, I say to everyone else, keep reading the Dr. Zeus books to your kids. Uh, if and if nothing, else do it out of spite. For the, for the hippies who who did this study, I'm just saying it's Doctor Zeus. Mm. We, we, what we need to do is look for real racism yeah. and combat that yeah. instead yeah. of trying to find it where it isn't and then feeling smug about ourselves for cancelling things thirty years down the track. And we give that a run, see how it goes
0: like the Kristen and Knight podcast.
1: Sounds like Mix 106.3. Hi, everybody. (laughs) You've got an extra bit of a spring in your step right now, haven't you, buddy? Oh, mate. It's the
0: interview so many of us are waiting for. All
1: right, let's make this official.
3: Oh, gosh. Kristen's podcast.
4: Famous people
0: are
4: just
0: more interesting. So there's been snippets, a promo of the Oprah interview with uh, Harry and Meghan that have dropped, and I tell you what, it is juicy. Uh, it's probably... Uh, we've got Peter Ford on the line, entertainment reporter. Pete, it's probably um, more salacious than what I thought that it was going to be.
3: Well, yeah, maybe. But <laughs> is it you though? Know, yeah. You know what promos are like? Well, basically, if you go to any promo department in a TV station or a radio station, they will tell you what we do is we, we promise you the world, then we hand you an atlas. <laughs> you know, basically. That's so, so uh, you know, we don't know what she said. We get a lot in the promos that are available. There's a lot of Oprah talking mm. and Oprah reacting, but we don't even hear Megan speak. We mm. hear Prince Harry speak a little bit about how he was scared of history repeating itself. But yeah, it does sound very dramatic and tabloid and. But I have a gut feeling that people are getting sick of these two. You know, what is the terrible thing that happened to them that they're always on about? Some people wrote some nasty stuff in newspapers. Grow Mm. up, get over it. You know, other people learn to cope with this. So they run off to America. They're getting a million dollars a week from Netflix. A lot of people are really doing it tough in the world at the moment. And and I I don't think that people can be bothered hearing these two moan and groan about how horrible their lives <gasps> are. Having said that, I can't wait to watch it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Piers Morgan. Oh, I love it. It's so true. Um, oh, Pete, that was
3: beautifully Pete, put.
0: When will we be able to see it in Australia?
3: Well, presumably next Monday night. So it goes to where in America, Monday afternoon, our time. Mm. Now, the networks have all been bidding to get it. Um, I'm told the Seven Network have been told, it's not you, oh. which you would think would only leave 9 and 10. Now, a lot of people, of course, assumed it was going to be on Channel 10 because in America, you know, CBS is showing it and they own Channel 10 here. Uh, but that's not how it works because this is being sold off individually. By a production company, um, huh. but uh, Channel Ten may still end up getting it. Some will get it because the problem they have is they must put it to air next Monday night because otherwise it'll all be online, yeah, it'll be leaked. And if you don't put it to air then, it's sort of really old news by Tuesday night. So. You've got to be able to commit Monday night to it.
0: And how is Prince Philip before we let you go?
3: Yeah, Phil, watch. Well, they moved him overnight. They moved him to another hospital, which worried me slightly Mm. because I was always told that if he was going to Carkett, they would, and they knew he only had like 24 hours left, they'd take him back to the palace. And I thought, oh, this is not good. But they didn't take him back to the palace. They uh, took him to another hospital that has a a better cardiovascular unit, apparently. Mm. Uh, You would think it's a bit late in the Piece to be doing any sort of operations or anything but mm. uh, they feel like he can, he can get better care there so hopefully it is as straightforward as that.
0: Pete, I've also heard that they've got a, um, a better variety of big screen TVs so that he can sit up in bed and watch the Meghan and Harry interview. <laughs>
3: oh, can you imagine? <laughs> now that will kill him or cure him one or the other. <laughs> 100%. so true.
1: Pete, hey, thank you so much for your time this morning. We appreciate you being on Royal slash Phil Watch, uh, and we will uh, we'll catch <laughs> up with you. you again shortly.
3: See you soon. Bye.
1: There you go. Peter Ford, ladies and gentlemen, except no substitute. If you want to know oh, what's going on...
3: God, I can't wait for it. I'm
0: thinking of having a Megan Marathon. I'm thinking of re-watching the wedding and then watching the interview. Oh,
1: wow. Um, I might just watch Die Hard again, I think. Well, yeah, we'll give that a run. <laughs>
0: You're listening to the Kristen and Knight podcast, Mix 106.3. Well,
1: there you have it, Kristen. 100% of our listeners have seen their significant others in the last two years. Well Mm. done, everyone. You don't believe him, do you?
0: Oh, look, if you've ever even been in a long-distance relationship, 62421063, because I would love to know, there has to be a tipping point, right, where you go, okay, this can't survive anymore. We have to see each other in person. We're talking about it because Chappelle Corby has been posting all over her social media that she's missing her partner, Ben, hasn't seen him in two years. Wow. Wow. So how did your long-distance relationship work out? I mean,
1: I was in year eight. It was my first ever, in air quotes, girlfriend, if you want to call her that. But she lived in Melbourne and I was in Canberra. And we she Was write.
0: it Noni Hazelhurst? Like, no, was this an actual It was a person, real person.
1: Or? Yeah, Her name was Mandy, and oh, it still here is. There you go. And, and yeah, we were, I mean, if you want to call it in air quotes, together for, for a couple of years. Yeah, but I mean, I, I was a kid. Were you really we just, together? We just held hands, and I, I got to go and visit her every now and then. i like, jump on the bus and go down to Melbourne. Oh, wow. It was great fun. Would
0: you write each other letters? Yes. <gasps>
1: All the time. And that's how I learned what swack was. What swak? S W A K. Sealed with a kiss. Oh. It took me months to figure that out. She kept <laughs> writing that on the back of letter. I'm like, I don't understand. what there's something wrong with this lady?
0: Oh wow.
1: Anyway, um, we got Josie on the line. Look oh, do we? Hello, Josie. Hi, Good Josie. Good morning. Let's uh, let's let's uh, satisfy Kristen here. We want to talk long ter- uh, long distance relationships. Mm. Uh, she needs to hear about it. What do you got for us?
5: Well, basically, my brother is in a long-distance relationship uh, with his fiance in the Philippines.
0: Oh wow! Wow how long is how long has it been, Josie, since they've actually seen each other in person?
5: Um, I was saying tomorrow a good couple of years. I don't really recall, but it's been a while. Oh wow! So he went for a um a visit over there and like organized the proposal and everything. But it's quite common for Filipinos to do that because sometimes immigration to get them over
0: here and get mm. married takes a while. Yeah, wow. Okay. And do but, you, wow. like, are they still, like, on Zoom with each other and on the phone and FaceTime and things like that? Like, is the relationship still
5: surviving? Yeah, they message each other every single day. Wow. Instead, there you go. They talk on the phone every day. And, yeah, again, like, it's just quite common um, because talking with, like, relatives over there, they do a lot of um, uh, what's that
1: thing that was before Zoom? Um, telephones. Yeah, oh, Skype. Yes. Yes. Skype. yes. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. yeah cool. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they're going pretty good. They've still
5: got plans to get married, um, and yeah, hopefully with COVID getting resolved, yes, yeah,
1: she'll be able to come over. Well, oh, fingers good. crossed! Excellent. Well, oh, you,
0: you go. get to or you get to go to a destination wedding, Josie. They're always fun
5: lovely. I mm. definitely look forward to the warm
1: weather. Yes. And from memory, Kristen, isn't it the Filipinos who are huge on the karaoke? Oh, God, right. I hope so. Are they? Like Pretty <gasps> much every household owns a karaoke machine. It's like a kettle. Oh, my God. You know God. what I mean? Like It's just... True. Pu- yeah, Yeah, yeah. Wonderful people. Anyone who's that into karaoke must be alright, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, I
0: agree.
1: 100%. Thanks, Josie. Good on you, Jose.
0: No worries.
1: There you go. See, it can work, Kristen. It can work. Uh, even if you're in year eight and your girlfriend's in Melbourne or... You know, your fiancé's in the Philippines. There's hope yet. So go Chappelle.
0: Sounds like the Kristen and Knight podcast. Sounds like Mix
1: 106.3. Damning report. Damning Royal Commission into Aged Care in Australia Mm. has been released. Everyone's talking the oldies. And, Kristen, you wanted to talk to someone this morning on 6242 106.3 who has actually had their oldies... Move in with them instead well, of an aged care facility.
0: I, I feel like so many of us are. Um, I mean, they call us the sandwich generation. Oh, we're the generation like who sandwiches. are <laughs> who are looking after both our parents and looking after our kids as well. Oh, I see. And yes. I, it, you yes. know, I think so many of us have had these conversations around the dinner table about aged care. What, what is our what's our preference for our parents? What's their preference? What's going to work for everyone? And I, I. I, I just wonder whether it is feasible to actually well, invite your parents in and have them live with you.
1: Uh, Lauren from Casey has literally had the best of both worlds, Kristen. Um, Lauren, initially you had your dad living with you. Is that correct? Uh, yes.
4: Yeah, so, um, good morning. Good morning. Um, oh. Hi. Um, so, yeah, I my dad was diagnosed with early onset dementia. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was in 2012, and um, I moved back in with my mum to help support him.
0: Yes. Um, And
4: we had him with us for six years. Um, Mm -hmm. During that process, his dementia certainly got worse. We had carers come in, um, and we were able to provide the best support that we could, but unfortunately, um, a time came when we were driving back home And we saw him walking down the street.
1: Yes. Um, Oh, wow. Okay. Yep.
4: And sort of realised then that the time was to sort of move him into care. But the place that he went into, at Calvary, um, into the dementia ward, we could not have asked for better care for him. So good. Oh, okay. Absolutely amazing, mm-hmm. um, I know that's sort of unfortunately not very common but um, they were just spectacular, we couldn't have asked for better
3: care and
0: support for him he passed away in 2016. Oh, oh I'm wow. sorry to hear that Lauren. But do do glad you, to hear he had good care yeah, towards the end. And, which... and, and do you look back now and are you glad for the time that you were able to spend with him?
4: I don't regret it at all. I think being in the care, um, it was hard in the sense that we couldn't necessarily see him every day. But being at home, I knew that I'd see him every day and be able to sort of spend time with him and that. And I cherish that, without a doubt. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, oh, that's awesome and good to hear a positive story. Mm. Uh, I mean, it's it, you hear one in three uh, persons in you know, aged care is, is has substandard care. It's a shocking oh, statistic, but breaks my heart. You have to bear in mind that what that actually also means is that two out of three people are getting good care. Yeah, uh, I mean the, the one out of three is completely unacceptable. Don't get me wrong, but it's good to know that there are positive mm. stories out there. Um, so yeah, whatever you decide to do, because my mum and dad are in a place now where they're looking after well, themselves for now. They they, they made in- the call. They They did that of their own volition, and Mm. they're because they're already in a Goodwin facility now. But they're completely independent. It's like just a fancy apartment. Yeah. But then later on, if and when they do need care, they can just sort of step sideways straight into it. Um, It's there if they need it, but at the moment they're they're completely independent and having a ball. Yeah, that's good. So, you know, there are plenty of options out there, friends, but that one in three, we really need to get onto that, don't we? Yeah.
0: That was the Kristen and Night podcast, filled by McCafe Barista make coffee
3: 24-7 on Mix 106.3.